Hello and welcome to the Produce Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Mike Roberts, Vice President of Produce Operations for Harps Food Stores. And I was just telling Mike this before we we hit record here. Early in my career, Mike was one of the first produce execs that I got to talk with, and he always emphasized to me the importance of the produce manager. And as it happens, I just recently finished up the first State of the Produce Manager report based on a survey of about 200 produce managers in Q3 of last year. And so with the topic of produce managers in mind, I knew there would be nobody better than Mike to discuss the role of the produce manager, how it's changed over the years, why these folks are so critical for not just retailers, but the industry overall and the ways that retailers work to support them. So Mike, thanks so much for taking the time to join me and welcome to the Produce Retail Podcast. Well, thank you very much, Ashley. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here today and and thank you for for you know such a great report and thank you for the all you do for the industry it uh, you know it's, it's uh, people like you are very valuable to have to keep us connected and 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 keep topics uh uh you know relevant and 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 to to help educate us all well it's very kind of you to say mike i would throw that right back at you it's only because of folks like yourself who've been so generous with your time to to answer all my questions which you know i never run out of and uh, i continue <laughs> to enjoy uh learning more about the business every day. Yeah, just don't just don't ask the hard ones. We'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> we might run into a few of those here and there. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where we go. <laughs> oh, man. But I can definitely start you with an easy one, which is on the topic of produce managers. Mike, I know you worked your way up, you know, through the business over the years. How long was it that you were a produce manager? Ooh, you know, I, I started in the uh, in the produce. I, I always say this is my part time job to get through college, and uh, <laughs> so so I started as a part time produce clerk back in 1988, and uh, you know, really just kind of uh, fell in love with the uh, w- with the business. You know, I was actually going to school majoring in business and uh, uh, minoring in psychology. So uh, kind of interesting that so I got to you know use some of that education uh, today. Uh, dealing with people, but I, I think I, you know, if I remember right, I think I became a produce manager in 1992, uh, and did that. You know, was at the store level up until 2001, so I was out there for about 10 years. Uh, you know, ran several different types of, of, of departments with different clientele and different formats, and uh, you know, just really enjoyed every one of them. And, and you know, they all have the uh, same thing in common. You know, you you've got a goal every morning. You got to get up and go go you know, make it look good for the customers. And then, you know, then you have your bosses that, you know, that I, I guess I'm one now that, that kind of put some uh, uh, budgets to you and make you, uh, <laughs> make you, uh, you know, make money for the company. And so we, so you can be successful and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I had a, I had a pretty good run and, uh, you know, I would say out of that 10 years, I think I was successful for most of them. Uh, you know, I'm, I wasn't perfect privilege manager by any means. So. What did you enjoy most about that job? Oh, um, you know, I, I would say the one thing that I, I probably miss the most about it is just the completion, uh, the the walking around the department. You know, once you've got it all dialed in and set up and everything just in place, and uh, you know, walking around kind of with your crew or or even by yourself and looking at what you created that day and and, and knowing that you know uh, what it meant. So you know, because you know that what what, what that would. You know, the other parts of that was, you know, the customer interaction, uh, the education of customers, um, you know, and, and then, you know, watching or, or helping people grow. 
uh, you, know, you know, one of my favorite things to do was create more produce managers. And uh, I still tell that to the staff today that, you know, the, 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 the main responsibility of being a leader is to create more leaders. Uh, and so that was always fun to me was to see people learn uh, about the business and then be able to go run their own shop or uh, just be educated enough to really, you know, you know, set up a section and then, you know, talk to the customers about it. So just the whole, the whole interaction, you know, and the, you know, the, the setting up of the produce department, the interaction with customers and then uh, the training, uh, you know, just, I, I guess, and you go back to that and most of those are all people oriented, you know, and that's, that's a big role of the produce manager and probably one that, uh, that, you know, people don't talk about enough is, is their ability to educate uh, the consumers, you know, they're, they're, they are, they are, the front line of everything that we do. How do you think the job is is different now than it was when you were doing it? Ooh, there's a ton that, you know, you go back from, from 1988 until now, you know, there is a ton of things that have, have, have changed. You know, I would say, uh, you know, back in, back in the late eighties, early nineties, we had more help. Uh, so you had bigger crews, but you had more, tasks to do you know you had to trim and wrap celery trim and wrap head lettuce and you know salad mixes were not around when i first started and so uh i'll never forget i got in trouble for giving the salad mixes that they would send me to the deli uh and, and my boss came in and said how are they doing i said they just want a bigger bag and he went you're supposed to sell those you you know and so i was like whoops i didn't mean to do that so but uh but you know the the selection of products has changed a ton with the with the more uh, value added items. You know, value added items used to not be uh, around. You know, you 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 trimmed and you know if you had a six pack tomato or a bag of apples, you wrapped it or you bagged it. And uh, so there's been some stuff that makes it easier on the produce staffs today. But you know, you also go from probably the average item selection in a produce department in 1990 was probably 300. Uh, just guessing off the top of my head today, and and uh, today it's it's probably closer to seven eight hundred just on average. In the bigger stores, you know, it's twelve thirteen hundred. So, you know, the the amount that a produce manager has to know today versus what I had to know, you know, we had three apples, I think, back then. Today, there's more than I can count, and so uh, that that's one aspect of it that's changed. And then you know, labor challenges. Uh, having less people and trying to get more done. That's just part of economics. And, and so that's a big thing that's changed. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's not the same landscape as it was 30 years ago, but uh, you know, it's still a, um, it's still to me a skilled position. Uh, and sometimes I don't think the produce managers get credit. You know, you always got, you know, meat cutter, you know, but do you, do you you know is it just a produce clerk because I call them you know produce experts or you know or, or fresh spurts or something like that you know because they're really uh, a good produce uh, manager can can really change uh, the 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 feel of the store you know and it can make it seem fresher and it can make it seem uh, brighter and it can make it seem friendlier and and you know and presentation still sells you know and that's something that's never changed and I don't think ever will. And, and a good produce manager can really change uh, the the entire feel of a store and, and the profitability and the sales of a store. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the the numbers there, Mike, because I know it 
ultimately the evaluation comes down to that a lot of the time, right? And yes. I was curious, what are some of those areas, those things that, that always get quantified, right? Sales shrink, you know, labor hours and production against the labor hours. Where do you most see the influence of, you know, an above average produce manager? Uh, the influence of a, of an above average produce manager, you know, the, the thing that I tell the my produce managers because you you see you know we we have different levels or different experience levels here at harps and and i'm sure this is wide ranging across the nation with different groups is you have people that started yesterday and and you know if you're lucky enough you've got some guys that have been with you 30 years and so uh you know the 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 trick to being a successful produce manager is i always say is making it look pretty on the sales floor and making it look pretty on the p and l and that that is a hard thing to do. You know, sometimes you got guys that can they make it look really pretty, but their gross margin suffers because they, you know, it's so perfect, you know. And I mean, I was that was me, you know. My, <laughs> you know, I, I love to make it look pretty. And then that once a month, I'd go, whoops, you know, <laughs> maybe I threw too much away. But then you got other guys that are a little, you know, that don't have what we call in the industry the hands uh to make stuff look as neat. But you look at the PL and you go, well, it's good enough, you know, and so so the key to me, you know, is is is, is finding that middle ground and and making it, you know, really look like a pristine produce department and and still being profitable. So, um, you know, but that's where you know a good produce manager can can when they can do that, that's when you just really uh, those are the people that 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 really have a knack for the business and end up, you know, sometimes in positions like mine, you know, because they just got a knack for it. So. Um, you know, so those, those, they're, they're just so influential on profits, uh, because the, you know, the produce department can be the most profitable department by square foot in the entire store, uh, done correctly, you know, and so, but it can, if you don't do it correctly, you know, I mean, things can go south pretty quick. And so, but, uh, you know, I, I know I'm very blessed to have, you know, 148 produce managers and, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any, any better in the country, uh, than what what I have here at Harps, what we have, but uh, I know I'm biased a little bit. So, but <laughs> I know a, lo- a, a lot of other great retailers. I know they have great people too. So, well, and it's interesting, Mike, the combination of skills that you mentioned because the the numbers part of it and trying to watch the shrink and keep the margins in line and that sort of thing, but also the artistry that sells more. That's that's a combination that you know, might not necessarily come intuitively to everyone. And I know one of the things we covered in the report was training. And it seems like there's a lot of different areas in which there could be training. But then again, obviously, you got the operational responsibilities of of day-to-day for everybody to take care of too. How do you work in time for training? So, yeah, I mean, we we have... um... You know, luckily with with today's technology, it's actually a little bit easier because, you know, we have a series of Zoom calls that, that we do training with, especially with newer managers, um, with, with what you know, we consider, I guess you'd call a manager trainee, uh, you know, somebody you're bringing up. And so we, we go through a lot of that process. And then there's a lot of on-hand uh, training and kind of a mentor-mentee relationship. You know, we'll pair somebody with another manager. Uh, there, there's lots of tactics out there. I don't think there's ever enough time, uh, you know, and, and produce can be, you, you don't really ever get fully trained as a produce manager until you go through the seasons, probably about twice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and produce, I've always said this, if you can be a successful produce manager, you can run any retail operation anywhere because everything that we have coming in is dying. 
and, and you've got a limited amount of time to sell it. So uh, going through the seasons on some of it just has to be on hand uh, to, to actually go through it. So, but if you're, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a good come up under another good produce manager, or, you know, you have enough time for training, your transition is easier than, than if you don't. And, but you can still do it. It's just, uh, uh, you have to go through the process, you know, and then, but, but you're right. If you look at the amount of things that there is to train and produce, this is why I think it's a more skilled position is not, you know, the artistry is important and, you know, and then, you know, have to, you have to be a leader. You have to, you have to train the people that are under you. You have to, the labor part, right. You can only use so many hours. So you have to, you have to coordinate schedules based on workload, uh, and then product placement. You know, and and you know that's a big deal that you have to learn allocations, uh, and the product placement together can 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 really affect your gross margin. And those are those are a little tougher to train, and you know, and you know, especially going through COVID, you maybe you wouldn't get something for a week, and then something got put in the spot, and then never goes back, right? And so, uh, training that is tough, but once you get it down, you know, it becomes a little bit. Uh, ingrained in you that you know you know where stuff goes, but a new produce manager is kind of tough. You know, I mean, I've seen I've seen somebody put eggplant with citrus, and I've seen somebody put red onions in the uh, in, in the green wall. And oh no, they had good reasons. They just didn't know. You know, so I've seen all kinds of stuff. But uh, those were coaching moments, is what we call those. You know, and uh, but but if you don't know, or you don't spend time on the training, then people make uh, assumptions sometimes and. I, mean, I don't know about you, but I didn't know what a red bell pepper was when I started in 1988. I thought they were bad. I didn't know. <laughs> so, you know, so so there's a lot that goes through the training. And, and, you know, that's once again, when you take all those things into it, it's a really skilled position that is uh, vitally important to the retail operations of any grocery store. Uh, and and any training you we can, we can provide for them, I think, is a huge benefit to, to not only the 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 produce clerk manager whatever you want to call them and and uh, but a benefit to the to the company. And in a leadership role like yours, Mike, what are the most important things you do to support those folks? Oof. Well, you know, and I think I've, I've told you this before. You know, I, I've got a lot of responsibilities at Harps and 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 running our operations, but there's nothing more important to me than our produce managers. Uh, and, and I've got a sign in my office, and you can't see it, but it says "Make it better." Uh, and and that's what I get up and go do every day. Um, and I can get a little passionate about talking about this, but um, you know, to me, I you know, I've got to provide my managers with the tools that they need to do their jobs. Uh, and whether that's technology or whether it's training or, you know, we, we send out, you know, as, as much communication as we can, but I know they're, they're, they're limited. So we keep stuff to like one pagers. We do category spotlights, um, you know, schematics, display planners, anything we can do to make sure that their day is better planned out. They know what they're doing. Uh, so we do a lot of that stuff. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, my job is nothing but the produce man. Um, they're the most important part of our operations. Uh, you know, I can come up with the best plans sitting at this desk right here. If it doesn't happen at the store, it doesn't happen. So, you know, so there, I mean, that's just, uh, you know, that, that that's the biggest part of it is just the support that I can give them with the tools that we have. And, you know, fortunate enough to have eight, we call them merchandisers. I guess some people might call them field specialists. 
Um, but they all have a district of stores and, and, and they are an extension of me. Um, and, and those guys are there to, to support those managers. And I mean, they're on call 24 seven pretty much. And, uh, because, you know, I mean, as I always say, uh, if the produce managers are working, we're working. And so, you know, the Saturday and Sunday before, uh, Christmas this year, we were all out in the stores with them. You know, we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna sit at home and drink eggnog while they were out there busting their butts. And so, uh, they're just, they're just vitally important. And, you know, one of my, my favorite things to do, I know I got long winded, but they're very passionate to me. So, um, is we've got 148 stores over six states wow. and it's really tough to do, but I get in every store at least once a year to visit with my produce managers. And that's just because I think it's important to visit with them on their turf. You know, if they're sitting in a meeting with me, you know, some people get quiet in big settings. I want to go visit with them on their turf. And I think that was one of the questions we talked about is one of my favorite questions to ask is what is the most frustrating part of your day and how can I fix it? So that is something that, that I, I just, uh, I think you got it. Those guys uh, do so much out there and, and, and the frustrations of being a produce manager have never left me. And if they ever do, I'll retire. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the frustrations that are, that you can fix and what are some of the ones that are harder to fix? So, you know, the easy ones are the, and, and one of the, one of the, the biggest complaints from produce managers is always uh, the forced distribution, you know, the, this, that, and the other. So I can usually be very helpful in that and making sure that we don't have a, a box checked wrong somewhere on a form that they're getting something or, Hey, let's make sure. Have you, did you look at the numbers before you set Frank too many potatoes, right? Or something like that. So, uh, that, that's an easy one to fix. Um, you know, the, the harder ones to fix, you know, how to, how to make labor, you know, how to, uh, you know, how to get that gross margin, you know, and, and, and you know, the, the labor is usually always the hardest one. The gross margin is usually comes down to habits, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, just, it's usually, as I always say, you're looking under rocks when it's on top of the rock, you know, I mean, it's usually, it's usually easy to see. Uh, so just by changing some things, you can usually find them. So, but, you know, that, that all goes back to coaching and teaching, but you know, the, 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 the labor issues sometimes and not having enough hours to do what they want to do, uh, is a tough one to, 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 you know, to, to help fix, but it usually goes back to being efficient, you know, and, and that goes back to that, just what the side in my office says is make it better, you know? And so, uh, that's how I'm always looking for ways to make their jobs better. And I used to say easier, uh, but but then I think some of them took that for granted or, or took that to 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 um, uh, a little too you know too literal and <laughs> well maybe not easy but maybe better you know so well and when you mention usually comes down to habits what are some of the most important little detail habits that that you try to to teach folks oh make a list. Make a list. And I, and I got to tell you, I mean, I, I had a, a produce manager that told me that when I was very young and I did not believe it. And I was wrong. Uh, and and so making a list of what you're going to do and planning your day, uh, planning your uh, what you're going to do, when you're going to do it. And then, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a, a, a crew of people is to put people in their areas of strength and and to, you know, to, to really capitalize on the talents of the people around you. You know, and so uh, as I always say around here, I just I am not a 
dictator, I like to hire good people and stay out of their way because they can do really good work with less, you know, management sometimes. So, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, those are, I mean, you know, starting your day like that, you know, is and, and planning it out uh, is hugely important. And then, you know, I'm, I'm kind of old school, you know, after that plan is there, you go get the department up before anything else. That is, that is just vitally important to have a really first good impression as early in the day as you can, you know, back when I was a young produce clerk it was uh we had to be set up end to end by 8 a.m you know and so we don't i think we now our goal is like 10 a.m because of later trucks and this that and the other but uh you know so that's the first thing that matters is making sure you get the bad stuff off you make the department look good and you stock it and sign it well and you know i mean that way your day's just easier uh you know the one thing i always guard against is do not check your emails first thing in the morning oh. do, do not check your sales numbers first thing in the morning because none of that matters unless your department looks good uh, they'll just be oh, the emails will still be there and the numbers will look worse so just go <laughs> go set it up and go go figure it out and then you can you can come back and uh set the you know check your emails and do that stuff later in the day and on labor which i know is a universal challenge obviously in grocery retail broadly have you seen any stores successfully? I, I guess what I'm looking for is, is there an equation where you say, hey, if you want more hours, see if you can increase sales by X, Y, or Z, and maybe we can get you more. Like, what what does that sort of conversation look like on, if you need more, let's try these things and maybe we can make a case for you? Yeah, you know, I, there's... On a little bit of higher level, I, you know, I think one thing that 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 in the produce industry that we need to do is is we need more people with produce backgrounds in, um, in CEO positions or in um, bigger, you know, overall budgeting decisions. You know, whether it be you know may not be in produce anymore, but you're in a decision and you understand produce and you understand the importance of it. So I think as an industry, we got to keep growing people into those things. So whenever I have a produce manager who makes the move to grocery, you know, my specialist might be like, well, I hate to lose that guy. And I, I do too, but you know what? He's going to serve a purpose. And so, you know, to me, I've had several, um, you know, people that I've hired in the past that are now store managers or grocery guys. And so I'm hoping they grow up and get, you know, to be an executive level one day and go like, hey, maybe we ought to look at that produce labor, you know? And so so I really enjoy watching those guys grow too. It's really neat. I hate that they're not in produce anymore. But uh, but as far as, you know, if, if you go into the store level and you're talking about that, yeah, exactly, is, is you got to say, hey, well, I know you want more labor, but we got to have the sales to justify it. So how do we get those? And, and and I think my favorite way to do that is, and we I guess you could call it category management. I don't know. Uh, but if you look at different categories in your department and go, okay, well, my apples are running $2,000 a week. Can I get that to $2,200? What can I do? Uh, my salads are running $3,000 a week. Can I get that to $3,500? So set small goals. Uh, and then re-merchandise or, you know, find ways or items to increase that category. And before you know it, maybe you just found, you know, three, four thousand dollars and then you do, you know, by sales per labor hour, maybe you just gain 10, 12 hours. Uh, and now it's your job a little easier by just by just listening to your customers, you know, and 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 
that to me is looking at your movement because your movement to me is a is, is communication. That's your customer telling you this. If you'll buy more of this, I'll buy more of this. So yeah. you, you buy it, right? So that's what we're here to do. So super. Well, Mike, I know we're running short on time. Anything more on the produce retail? The produce retail, the produce manager topic at large that you want to mention before we wrap up? So I, I, you know, I would just, I, I can't reiterate enough how important the produce managers are, you know, and, and, and I don't, this may be a plug and I don't know if it is, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough this year to be the chairman of the Southeast Produce Council. Uh, and, and, you know, with that, you know, I get to choose a platform. And so the platform for the SEPC this year is Unseen Heroes. Uh, and it's something I call the first three feet and the last three feet. And that's a, that's a, that's something that, uh, a really, uh, a mentor of mine gave me the, uh, gave me that quote a few years back, but you know, we all go to conferences and we all buy stuff and we do all these programs, but there's nothing more important than the people that pick it and the people who, who unpack it. And you know, that nothing really happens without the produce manager at retail level. And they are the they're the, you know they're the front line. They can educate our consumers, and they can they 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 they're the ones that go through everything that you know that we go through to get them that stuff. But they the ones that have to make it happen, and so they're just a vital part of this industry. And and I think it's a very skilled position, and then sometimes one doesn't get enough recognition. Uh, and so I, I'm just a champion of those heroes, um, and I, I think they they they're all amazing. So. Super. Well, Mike, thank you again so much for your time and and sharing your expertise here. And thank you to our listeners as well. I always tell folks, if you're learning from or otherwise enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate and review. That helps me keep it going. Keep bringing in folks like Mike, who are so kind to, to share all their great knowledge about the industry. And with that, thank you to everyone again. And we'll see you next week on the Produce Retail Podcast.